Hey guys, welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Courtney Kosak, and I'm here with my all-time fave, Steve Hernandez. Great to be here. <laughs> and we have a very special guest today, Solomon Giorgio. Hi there. Very funny stand-up oh, comic. Thank you. And new to relationships. Uh, yeah, I, well, I've been in a long-term relationship now for almost a year, but this would be my first one. The longest relationship before that was a month and a half. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not very long. No, no. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> <I'm aware. laughs> so what are you, what are, let's jump right in. What are you learning? Um, I'm learning that, uh, it's mostly, uh, whenever I'm mad, uh, it's not a reason to break up with someone <laughs> totally. or annoyed. It's not a reason to break up with someone or <laughs> I, I still go through that stuff though. Do you ever find yourself Steve? No, no, no. Do you ever think that you're having a big enough fight? Like, do you ever ask yourself the question like, Oh God, is this a big enough fight that we could break up over what this? What was the last time? What's, what was the last thing you and, uh, Wade this got morning, fight, fight about this morning? <laughs> The, it was the dog sh- shat on the floor. Yeah. And so it was like about whose responsibility, who was taking ownership for the dog <laughs> and whose responsibility to clean up which parts and who's been taking it out. And it was just that kind of... Sort of a tally of who's been... <laughs> it was a tally and we don't normally do that. So that's why I, I it raised... I was just asked myself the question. I was like, whoa, is this the kind of thing that could become a pattern that we could ultimately break up about? I don't know. Hmm. Um, what about you? Oh, I think of breaking up every day. <laughs> but that's because I'm just used to being by myself. Um, there's no, it's not on him at all. He is really wonderful. So it's just me going, that's not a reason to break up with somebody. About once or every other day. Because it's not, uh, there's not real things that are happening. It's me. Uh, be, you, I've been single for 35 years up until I met him. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, um... Just being by myself makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you vocalize the things to him? Uh, no, uh, and I don't do that because they're not. I, I realize how petty they are immediately. Like what's a what's an example? Oh, like he like the other night we were in bed and he scratched my back a little too hard and I was just like, that's not okay. <laughs> Is that a reason to break up with a whole person? And I just and that like and that was like it was. I don't. I definitely. Uh, I don't bring it up to him because it just doesn't make sense to do that because it's so dumb and petty. But mm-hmm. it's the first thing I think of. Like, well, this is over. I can't have the guy that scratches my back too hard anymore. That's so funny. When you met him, were you uh, ready for a relationship or you just liked him so much? Um, I liked him so much. And I think I'm, I've am i always been ready for a relationship. Well, no, I've never been ready for a fucking relationship. <laughs> you God, try to break I'm up with him all the time. <laughs> right now in public. I'm not ready. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I keep saying I'm not ready. And then it's like, it's not one of those things you have to prep for. It's not like a fucking doomsday situation. It's just another person that wants to be in a relationship with you. And I do like relationships. So it's just me realizing that I just need to stop trying to be alone so hard and be so de- independent that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you just like things to be your way. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, like, but I don't. Uh, with my friends though I'm fine with my friends having their way I'm fine with my friends being in that mm-hmm. kind of situation but for some weird reason I'm like if you're sleeping with me then you have to do uh, everything has to be exactly perfect I'm like no that doesn't <laughs> that's stupid that's yeah like, like your expectations get in the way mm-hmm. and it's like okay I should treat this like a friendship that includes sex 
That's so. actually a really great way to look at it. And Emily V. Gordon was on mm -hmm. a while back, and she was like, you have to wake up every day and treat that person like, almost like you have to win them over again. Yeah. Not in an extreme way, but like they deserve for you to try to make them <laughs> happier, yeah. you know. It's very true, and I'm, I'm learning that part. I'm learning like, oh, okay, it's a relationship isn't about making me happy. It's about making two people kind of happy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what do you think was different? How was this beginning of your relationship or the guy or whatever? What changed that allowed you to let yourself be in a relationship? Um, I think it was mostly because he's apprehensive about being in a relationship, too, that it was ah. it made it a lot easier for me to it was like, OK, this these steps are moving very slowly. We don't see, we still don't see each other every day. We see each other once or twice a week. Um, and nothing feels like, nothing ever feels like put upon on either end. Like it's still in a situation where like, oh, you're busy, that's perfectly fine. And I'm busy, that's perfectly fine. We'll see each other when we get a moment. So I think that uh, makes made it last this long for sure. Cause, if, Cause the last person I dated for a month and a half, we saw each other every day for the last three weeks. And I was like, all right, that's over with, I'm done. You're here all the time. I don't know if I can handle this. Oh God, yeah. But you hadn't had a relationship before that one month and a half one even. Um, I dated a guy for a month before that, but we never really got to the boyfriend term. Yeah. Uh, he was, and it was definitely, but we were definitely seeing each other every day for a month. And then I was like, oh, again, I gotta be done. <laughs> I gotta. Like I feel claustrophobic, this is over. It's, and it's also one of those things where I, I find a thing about them that's minute and I just let it expand to a much bigger problem that it actually is. And I think the amount of space that I'm given in this relationship allows me to have that conversation where I'm like, this is a petty thing I'm focusing in on. And then I can have the second conversation, which is, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, it is literally, this is the nicest person that's being the sweetest to you. The fuck are you doing? That's so funny. But that must have come with age, though, too, right? There must have been other guys who wanted to date you, right? Um, no, I actually date wise, I've had a lot of guys that want to sleep with me. That's a whole different situation. Uh, but dating wise, it was it's like it was few and far between. And when things did occur, uh, I did, I was very apprehensive. Yeah, it, it's is it? I guess it's fun. I mean. I think we've talked about this before, but being in L.A., it's fun. You can fuck a bunch of guys, but it's kind of hard to find real intimacy at times. Um, well, I think that's in any uh, dating situation in the, in the country, especially for gay men. Like, yeah. We, I, can, I fucked a bunch of guys in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and it was, still, it was still the same situation that I dealt with here. Uh, so it's, it's not like it's definitely a mentality uh, of um, a lot. It's definitely a male mentality where you think that you should be catered to in a certain way. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, exactly. And so it's 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 good to be with somebody who's not that way. So it's kind of like, okay, you're not and you don't have that that male ideal where it's like, oh, you have to be this to me or I have to be that to you. It's he's he's very much like well, he's very really good at compromise and really good at like uh at giving me exactly what I want. So it made this probably made it much easier than any other situation I'm in. <laughs> Do you find yourself getting better at the compromise part on on your end? Um, the compromise part on my end is definitely much better, um, and I but I definitely think it should get better. I should always be working on that. Yeah, like that's it shouldn't. Like it's a constant. Like 
All right, you got a. You're not number one. <laughs> well, you're number one, but there's also an, a number. Yeah. A close tie. <laughs> Have you said I love you yet? Of course. How how quick into it did you say I love you? I think you? we said that three months in. Three months. Yeah. Did you say it first? I said it first. Where were you guys? Huh? We were having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I think it's the best place to say I love you. I don't care what anyone yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Were you, I mean, but you had been thinking about it before, obviously. Oh, right? I thought, I think I was thinking about it for like a couple of weeks before. Yeah. Or probably a month before. Uh, and it was definitely a thing that I initiated. And I, yeah, I, yeah, like we were already in a relationship. We were already seeing each other enough at that point. But yeah, it was kind of a, like it's, I think he's also, uh, just be, again, like he's apprehensive as I am. So it's one of those things where, one of us has to take the first step here and there mm-hmm. to make the relationship keep moving. Did he say it back? Um, I think he said it back, but I don't know if I heard him, so I was definitely freaking out until the next time we saw each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk about it? I didn't I don't think I really talked about it, but I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, I don't know if he what he said exactly, but he I didn't question it. I was just like, he said I love you. I'm sure he did. Yeah. And then the next time we saw each other, he for sure said it. And I was like, all right, we're fine. We're cool. We're chill about it. That is so but, funny, yeah. though, because it does give the other person a little extra power for a second. Yeah. Like. Well, he didn't know. And it, like, I'm pretty sure he said it or he didn't say it. He, I have no idea. So here he is just walking around. Who knows where it, either, either one of these guys' faces were or heads were in the position. Exactly. You know? he, it was not. I was definitely. We weren't in the position for me to hear him. That's <laughs> 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 what I say. You never know. <laughs> That's so funny. So I was listening to you on Terrified, Dave Ross's uh, oh, yes. podcast. I think it was from a while back, but you were talking about auditioning for porn at 18. Oh, yeah, I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> you auditioned? It was an audition? Yeah, it was a weird audition, too. It was, what, was, what, what happened? It was like this dark den of an apartment, and it was just this one dude with a white guy dreadlocks. Uh, <laughs> In Seattle? In Seattle. And... <laughs> The he picture just, is so clear he, in he my He took mind. a picture of me. I recall that. And then he talked to somebody else in another room. And I was very, also very much a virgin at the time, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Were you... Uh, did you want... But you wanted to have sex with men. Was this a way for oh, you yeah, to Oh, yeah. I was ha- definitely out. Is this, um, was this a way for you to have sex? I think this was... Pro- it probably was. It probably was my thought process. It was like, oh, yeah. man. This will get me <laughs> a lot of action. And yeah. that's like the dumbest way to lose your virginity. Uh, of like, course. Oh, you know what? We should definitely film the time you come in 30 seconds. We <laughs> 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 should definitely be... <laughs> I love it. It's such a guy's process. Like, oh, man. I'm going to fuck so much. But I guess all guys say that if they think about getting into porn, right? Yeah. But it was one of those things where I was just like, yeah. Did you have to have sex with anyone there? No. He just took nude photos of me. Uh, and uh, I signed, I didn't sign anything. Uh, he just sort of explained everything. And then they said they would get a hold of me again. And I never received a phone call. So. But there's these pics <gasps> floating they out there, huh? An opportunity. Oh, there's plenty of nude pics of me floating <laughs> out there. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> I loved, when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. Rings true for me too. I was, it wasn't a porn audition, but I definitely was flitting around, allowing a couple people to take nude pictures. <laughs> uh, you guys could send them at Steve Hernandez Comedy <laughs> at Gmail if they're out there. <laughs> she hasn't been posting very many bikini pics this summer, so oh. I'm getting thirsty. Okay. <laughs> now you're not talking about this, Solomon. I wonder if it's a thing or if it's not a thing. But have you been scared to be in a relationship? Um. 
Scared, no. I think there was a point, there's, like, I definitely wanted, like, the idea of a perfect relationship. And mm. I think that was, um, I didn't want to be in a relationship, I didn't want to be in a relationship that didn't equal to that. Like, I didn't want to spend time with a person if it wasn't going to be a real relationship. Um, and that's very much the way, I don't think I was uh, afraid of any form of commitment. I think it was uh, afraid of uh, committing to something I didn't want to do. Okay. So it wasn't like a fear of commitment, but a fear of the kind of, com- like, especially like my, t- my parents' relationship was awful. So just to see that happen, I'm like, okay, I want a loving relationship. I just don't want to endure that kind of relationship sure. to get there. That seems totally logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that you guys were talking about, not to just rip the Dave Ross Terrified podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, there were just two things I heard on there that I wanted to talk to Solomon about. Yeah. The other thing was the idea of type as it relates to race. Yes. Which we've talked about with a couple other people on this show, uh-huh. and I find it like a very fascinating topic because some people do express, a lot of people do express type sometimes in terms of race and like that that is... Mm-hmm. I don't, it's... It's a really, for me, it's the weirdest way to, to live your life because I don't like to, A, because the person that, I, like, the people that I end up having the most sex with, there's no real way to put them in a box. Uh, and it's kind of, it just, it just sort of, you're, A, I think it's a, it's holding your own self back by saying, this it's is the kind of. minded yeah. But, it, like, it's, it, but it's mostly, like, having a preference is, like, I guess it's fine in some concepts of I guess, but for the most part, it's like, are you real unwilling to try other things? Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's it's like food. <laughs> like there's right. so many great things out there. Why are you gonna say I'm just gonna eat mac and cheese for the rest of my life? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna be fine. You're gonna enjoy the fuck out of that mac and cheese, but there's some fucking cake out there. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, but what's your mac and cheese? I don't have a mac and cheese. You don't have a mac and cheese. Um. Relationship-wise, I've only, since there are very few, there have been white guys. Uh, but sex-wise, I, uh, oh, I've been around the world. That's probably the different thing, though. You're able to, because you're such a beautiful man, and uh, you're able to have sex True. with so many different kinds of people, right? Oh, I think also it's, it's just the way you decide to approach yourself. Um, people are always immediately uncomfortable with something they're not familiar with sexually, and it's like... It's not that scary. It just the, the smallest amount of confidence can get you so many things in the world, uh, especially when it comes to sexual partners in the gay community. It's like, yeah, just have a little more confidence and you can easily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you. what about you, Courtney? You got a type? Like racially? No, not no. racially. You wouldn't tell us. You're, not, you're smart <laughs> enough to not tell us, right? No, no. Uh, I don't. I, I'm like... Looks wise, I'm very open minded. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like, I'm a talent whore. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, we've talked about this before, but like, I am super turned on by anyone that's like great at what they do, whether that's artistic. I love it when it's artistic or adjacent. Um, that's like a huge turn on for me. And smart yeah. people. I love smart, funny people. I get those. I'm very competitive. I don't want those people in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's, my, my boyfriend is very smart, but I, I'm, I'm more <laughs> along the lines of somebody who is um, 
definitely m very nice. Like I, yes, it just uh, like if the the nicer they are, the like my boyfriend probably <laughs> easily got points for me because the first date we went on, uh, he waited three hours for me because I was late from a shoot, <gasps> and. That's one of the things where I was like, I just can't imagine not seeing you again because that is the nicest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that becomes a quality that we don't hold in very high esteem and mm -hmm. it is so important? And when I look back on my dating history, like the best relationships I've been in are with people that are nice. Actually, we got an we were my boyfriend and I were having a conversation the other day and we were just saying like whatever you g give to your relationship in terms of patience and understanding you get back in spades like it is so rewarded don't you think well I had you know I had the I had a family thing happen with my brother recently uh, some of my other podcasts we discussed I don't think we talked about that much but it was a real like panic mm -hmm. moment where like my other brother my sister and it was like yeah, uh, pretty. It probably is intensive a family thing. I've been blessed where we haven't had too many things where we had to come together and really reach out for our brother and stuff like that. And uh, I had to miss work. I had to do all this stuff. But uh, Julia was there in like su such a present, um, like honest way. And she's just very good about that stuff. And she's really mm -hmm. nice. She was like able to um, like talk about a lot of the, the medical stuff with some with my sister-in-law, my brother. And she's got a real calming presence and stuff like that. I was like. God damn this! I was like, this, you know. <laughs> Got to keep her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she just earned another couple years <laughs> from me. She's very poised like, in chaos. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the best way to yeah. say that. Yeah, she was just like perfect for that kind of stuff because I'm good, but to have a partner there too on on the side was like, man, and just so nice. And then there's been times too where even like we, you know, we went to hang out with my brother the other day, and my my brother who's a superstar. You know, you have to like just sit there sometimes and like just be patient. Like he he told us he was gonna be ready to hang out with us at nine, but he was doing someone's hair. So we just kind of sat there and he talked to us while he was doing someone's hair. And she was just so laid back and like cool about that stuff where I'm like, I've never thought about laid back or nice or anything as a, a quality, but now I'm like, geez, this is mm -hmm. in wartime, which is how, that's how I've always choose my partners that you need someone with that kind of poise mm -hmm. and that's the kind of person who's easy going and not easy going in a getting walked over way, but just yeah. understands what the situation is. Yeah. Totally. Very much in control when anything is not going right. Like, like I, you can throw anything my way. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Someone that just rolls with the punches. Mm -hmm. So probably for you too, Solomon, what you've like valued in a, a partner has probably changed in your mind from maybe 10 years ago, what you wanted and what you want now. Oh right? yeah. But definitely right now it, it's, it's some, like he's, he's doing very well in the, uh, in the job of, um, of being very considerate and being very polite and being like really, uh, really trying to understand, uh, like especially like, like he's very politically involved and so it, like a lot of things are like, he does he does sometimes care too much and I'm just like you got to reel that back, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so this funny. Isn't the, this is the worst thing to happen in my black life. You can come. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Oh, so he he's a white guy. Of course. Does it? Of course. Yeah. Does it? Does it come up? Does does racial stuff come up in your relationship? Um, he like it's not like there were very few things uh, that ever really like bumped me at all. It's mostly like he's just he he definitely uh, he definitely shows like a lot of concern and sometimes like I understand that, but um you don't like worrying over me and. Oh. And the way it's like I, I I'm a like it's 
like caring about uh, about racial issues is great, um, but trying to just sort of help somebody, like especially a person of color, it's like I'm I'm not a baby. <laughs> yeah, like there's the there, there's certain yeah. It's like yeah. you don't have to yeah. It's yeah. You don't have to. I don't have to be coddled in any way. The world the world is like the world is shitty. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Brittany Nichols was on uh, recently and she was talking about in relationships. She's like, it's it's totally innocent. Like, no, you know, they they don't mean it. But sometimes you have to do a little white person rehab Mm -hmm. (laughs) on your partner. Oh, no, that's exactly very true. It's like it's like it's like after like when Trump was elected, he like he fell apart. And I'm like, oh, honey, this is your first time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Um, like, I was here during Reagan. Come on, get on up. We're fine. <laughs> hey, guys. I interrupt for a very important PSA from our sponsors. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves, right? And taking care of our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. What? That's a crazy good deal. Using Talkspace, you can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages whenever you want, or even do a live video chat. You want to vent about work or family or just talk through something that's been on your mind? No problem. Your therapist is ready to help, and I am a huge believer in therapy. So to sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com reality. And as a very special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code REALITY to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's Talkspace.com slash reality. Use promo code REALITY. Come on, guys. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live today. And now back to Solomon. Um, can we talk about um, being gay in the black community? Like, what... Can you speak to that experience? It's that's a difficult uh, subject for me because it's not uh, because I, I don't like I, I have I've always been who I was in every community that I lived in, so it's. What is that? I'm so sorry. It's sorry that one is a tough one because like I, I am I black community wise I think for the most part I don't have an issue I think um, it's the same across the board homophobia is always just an issue. <laughs> Oh, okay, you haven't so, you didn't you you don't find that it's more pronounced in Oh, good god, no. No, it's pronounced all across the board. It's to like it's definitely an issue in like the black community expresses homophobia in a different way than a lot like a white a white community does. It's just but it is still the, the issue still the same. Uh and for the most part, uh the issue that I have is when it become when it, when it comes to legalities. I I'm, I can protect myself as a person. I I can't protect myself uh, versus the country. Sure. So that's like it's. Like it's it, just about to you. It's like how subtle the homophobia is. Is well, that what you're no, saying? It's like if somebody wants to make fun of me, that's you're, it's gonna be a bad day for you because I can shit talk with the best of them. Um, you're literally a professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's it sucks no matter which community it comes from. So it's really hard for me to focus it on as just the black community sure. itself because I've, I've lived in so many different neighborhoods and so mm-hmm. many different parts of the country that it's all, it all just sort of bleeds together into one mm-hmm. bigger problem. Yeah. 
Interesting. It just it, uh, has gotten a bad rap in its reaction. It's like oh, yeah. homophobia, right? Oh yeah, black homophobia is definitely it's it's it 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 does suck to know when it's in a community that is also disenfranchised. But there's also, but I also have dealt with racism in the gay community, so it's kind of like it's uh, <laughs> it's two swords coming from either end. Totally. So. What you got, Steve? No, I was just thinking about how what a bummer that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question to ask. I'm yeah. so, I didn't mean I just we no, haven't, great we haven't talked about it and on the show. It's one of the questions before. I love being yeah, asked, I, and uh, I'm sure I thought about it in the gay community too. I'm sure it's occurred to me, but it just bummed me out to think about that too. And that he said, "Oh yeah, it's coming from me <laughs> from every angle <laughs> and every culture." Like, oh yeah, that's fucking terrible. That's awful. Well, people yeah. don't come like people t- like if you are an other in any other in a community, regardless. Uh, like, like it's gonna keep coming up. The gay community is predominantly white. Racism will come up. The black community is predominantly straight. Homophobia will come up. So that's the kind of situation that occurs in in dominant communities that have an other in it, where they need to look into why they're being disparaged, and yet they can still disparage others. So it's one of those things where it's yeah. I I don't tend to focus it on just one specific community. I think it's something that everyone should take a moment and look in, into themselves and be like the fuck am I doing to hurt other people and how can I stop? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> how are you dating? Okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> how are you pre boyfriend? Yeah. Were you like on apps and stuff or are you just meeting oh, yeah, people we after actually, shows? I met or? my boyfriend on Tinder. We were talking on Tinder before. Oh. Um, and I was on Tinder then. I was also on Grindr. I've, done it all across the board. I was doing OkCupid in the past. I tried. I hit on people on MySpace. When that first <laughs> He's fearless on the net. <laughs> I, I did talk to people at bars. I, I didn't have too much. Like I, it was definitely a, very hard because that's where my I, I, my my anxiety doesn't really isn't really a stage thing. My anxiety is a one on one thing. So mm. uh, meeting strangers has always been an issue. Uh, so like when I find somebody attractive at a bar, I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to be, <laughs> this is, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Like and your preference is to have the contact on the internet and then you meet them and because, it lubes it up a little. Of course. Yeah. Because you, um, you, it doesn't, it, the, the initial anxiety of approaching a person is gone because you're not really meeting them. You're uh-huh. meeting, uh, the persona, like their profile first. And then if they decide not to talk to you, it doesn't matter. Totally. But if somebody decides not to talk to you to your face, that's insulting. <laughs> like that's like a that's a cold bird. <laughs> How many MySpace dates did you go on? Oh, I, I think I only hit on two guys, but that was only uh, that didn't work out too well. No, I um, went on one MySpace date like when I was living in Minneapolis, oof. and it was a fucking nightmare. I believe that <laughs> to be very true. <laughs> How old were you? I was like twenty two or something. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. just like the we both instantly were like. Oh God! <laughs> we're like spending the afternoon together. Oof. Oh, we just like the same band, and that's it. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I just like that one picture of you next to your truck. Like, oh God. Um, what was your favorite of the app experiences? Um, I think I hated them all. Uh, oh, okay. And I was definitely I I would delete. An app every other month. I feel like that was what was happening. I was uh-huh. like, "All right, you're done for now." And then bring back another. And then there are times where it's been like a couple months not doing any of them. Yes. Uh, but it like I think he, my boyfriend. I was the first person he actually messaged on Tinder, and the first person that he went on a date with. 
So he does, he thinks highly of internet dating. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He fucking struck out <laughs> first time around. Um, and you guys like knew you clicked instantly and yes, uh, and mostly yeah. It's it was it was definitely the uh, the the initial thing that ha- because me being a so late and him re- willing to wait that long kind of got rid of the uh, the the awkward, a lot of awkwardness because it was like oh you're willing you like me obviously this uh-huh. makes sense now so I'm much more comfortable right. being in this situation so I think that's what happened and then. It made the second and third date very much an easy, uh, like, it, it just was very, it was very much like I was already in a relationship very quickly. Ah. Because, like, I was already doing things like showing up late and apologizing profusely, and somebody else was like, no, no, it's totally cool, we're fine, we're fine. Well, it, it's, uh, it, like, changes the power dynamic a lot, mm-hmm. too, so where you would have to kind of be battling, you already kind of owe him something, but he's being nice about it. Yeah. And I like when, when you owe, that's, that's a good thing. Sometimes people don't give people the benefit of the doubt when they fuck up, to be mm, honest with them, oh yeah. or anything like that, because it gives the other person a chance to be a good person. Of course. And then, um, and that's, that's the same thing with um, asking for help mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. When you don't ask people for help, you're actually robbing them the opportunity of being good to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's another way people connect that people exactly. don't think about a lot of times. Um, and also, we're both always late. <laughs> I am the the so worst about well, being late. How late? Like fifteen minutes? Oh, we're clocking in sometimes an hour late. So <laughs> we're, having, we're having a good time back late. and forth. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think yeah, ten and fifteen is the, that's not really late, right. but we got we got a few no shows. We got a, <laughs> we're doing great. The two of us we're definitely like oh yeah that didn't work out for the <laughs> oh it was last one your fault or was it my fault? It's really hard to keep track. <laughs> it's way where my boyfriend is like very punctual and timely, and I am constantly late. So we have to do the dance of like. Him guilting me and you know uh, that's not good. You gotta be yeah. you gotta be perfectly fucked up. Oh yeah, we both way. being both being late has been the greatest thing ever because I'm always late to everything. So it's. I want to talk to you guys about. I just read this article. I think it was in the New York Times. I can't, I can't swear by that, but it was called like the Golden Age of Bailing mm-hmm. or whatever about how, basically, all this digital shit has made us just feel no responsibility to, you know, it, a week out, it sounds like a good idea to make mm-hmm. a certain plan. And then you get up to that time and you're like, oh, I actually, sorry, I forgot. I actually have this other thing going on. Do you find that? Do you find well, this in your life? Yeah, I don't think it's like, it is it is bailing a lot. It is technically bailing, but I think it's also over commitment is what ah. the issue is. People are just committing to more more things than one. And this is probably the first time, like, it used to be that, oh, you got an invitation by the mail, and you had to respond to that, and that was all you, the only thing you had that day. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting, like, five invites to events on the same day. Like, right. That used to not be the case. Like, when me and my friends threw parties before the internet, it was like, all right, who's throwing the party? Whose house is going to be? Okay, we figure this out. We have to plan this together. Uh, and now it's like... Oh, three of my very good friends are throwing three separate parties in three separate locations. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'll yeah. just stay home. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes and I go to one. <laughs> yeah. And I think we just know too many people now. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to know as many people as we know, especially in, in a big city like this. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm not supposed to have this... I'm not supposed to even like this many people. Oh, we don't, actually. That's a great thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's people that I really like that I, I even, you know, I can only yeah. see a couple times a year. But I think we, we generally have the same amount of people we like. We just have more people in our lives and we sort like, 
And it's it's got to the point where sometimes uh, people have been like, oh, you said this and this to me. I'm like, oh, did I? <laughs> you can't even keep on your I can't friendships. Even. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure I said that. And it's it's really like I, I say a lot of profound things into the world. And <laughs> and it's it's always shakes me. Like it always throws me off. Somebody's like, oh, the one time we hung out, you said this really great thing to help me out. I'm like, ah, oh, man, good for you. I don't remember. That. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it erodes some of our social skills though, right? Like sure, maybe we only knew 50 people intimately like 100 years ago, but, or not, you know, yeah. we only had 50 close people in our community or whatever, but don't you think we still have some responsibility to the hordes that we do know now? Well, um, what do you think? You're no. Say I don't think you own, own anybody anything. Uh. <laughs> well, Solomon's very good about this with what I'm about to say is I was gonna say, People aren't comfortable with saying no mm-hmm. to people a lot of times or are just, you know, letting them know that, oh, you don't really have that high of a place in my life or priorities, mm-hmm. which Solomon's very good at, uh, I think. And I don't mean that in a No, I am. I'm very way. good at it. Yeah, it's just that it's like, oh, it's fine. We're not really that close of friends. Like, so, that's something Solomon would say to someone. Yeah. I may have heard him say it to someone. But, uh, <laughs> I did say it <laughs> several times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's that's Just a good keeping it real. That's a good place to be to say, oh no, I I don't, because that's a lot of those invitations and everything. Uh, if if you're comfortable with saying no to the people who you don't you you don't you're not gonna go. You don't have it. You don't owe them anything. Because mm-hmm. uh, these people, you know, when we're talking about Facebook invites, you're talking about. 500 people invited to a thing so like yeah. fuck you like I, we don't mean that much exactly. to each other anyway so it's fine True. sure but i do find myself doing it with people that i do like and that are closer in the circle than you know a lot of other people and i think it's just because it's so easy at the last minute to to get yeah, out of it but I, I think that's the thing is that people like a lot of my main issue with people bailing is that they feel the need to always notice notify you that they're bailing where it's like look if you're not going to be here it's fine you don't need to tell somebody that you're not there <laughs> they can figure it out by looking around and not seeing it oh god though like that's that's one of no the things, call no show no no there's no a difference bueno. between like if you're like if you're really if you are close friends uh-huh. that's something that you have to do that's a responsibility but if we're not that close and you decide to not come to an event of mine we're fine. Sure, sure. You don't need to, in and, like, that's the thing is, like, whenever I do a show, like, I do a show and I get, like, 15 emails from people that are like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't be there. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, with comedy, it's totally <laughs> Like, different. shows, events, parties, it's like, I'm, I'm glad you want to be here. That's great. But I don't need to know you're not. <laughs> like, that's the thing is, like, we don't need to notify people that we're not going to be somewhere. Like, when, especially, like, a, Oh, somebody puts an event page together and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm going to be out of town and oh, I'm yeah. not going to make it. I'm like, no, what you're trying to do is tell that person that you're going on vacation and they're less important than your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. they already figured that out. So why don't you just go on your damn vacation? <laughs> you're just bragging. <laughs> exactly. Like it's one of like, I don't think anyone's like, like it's like, I think we make it an issue when we give excuses. Like excuses are unnecessary. Most people don't want them. Most people only want an excuse from people that are they're very close to like right. they see every day it's like yeah i want to know why you're bailing mom <laughs> right <laughs> on my graduation Best friend, whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah but totally. for the most part people are perfectly content with like i think that's the thing that we keep forgetting is that yeah if you don't go to a thing that's that's shitty of you but also 
somebody that they love will be there mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll mm-hmm. have it and they'll have a more intimate time and a better situation like than having an insane crazy out loud party <laughs> sure sure so let's talk about was come how was how was coming out <laughs> oh that was uh you've known forever right yeah i was like nine and i mean he was he was in a very strict family so you did you, you had a very strict story? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me solomon like i was looking i was like oh okay. yeah like, i am no he's he's all right very accurate it's very strict. it was yeah it was a it wasn't the best uh but i didn't i don't think in like comparatively to how a lot of people have come out, I've, I was very fortunate because I had a very supportive uh, group of friends and I have very supportive siblings. Oh, uh, great. So they compensated for how shitty my parents were. So I was, I was in a very good situation in that. Uh, I lived in a really nice liberal city. That, Seattle? Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. we were very thrilled to A, have a black kid and B, have a gay black kid. It's like, whoa. <laughs> we need something <laughs> to be progressive at. <laughs> yeah. So great friends, great siblings. Mm-hmm. When did your parents come around? Eh, they're not. They're fine. Like it's one uh-huh. of those things where, like I don't, like I don't, I don't let them have that part of me uh, where I owe them anything. <laughs> like it's one of those things where like it's good to talk to them. We do have, um, we don't have like the greatest relationship, but we do we we can exist in the same space and not uh, scream at each other. Uh, it's definitely a very grown up. Uh, relationship, but it's definitely it's not something that I would say is a close, uh, close thing. Like we definitely, my mom needs to talk to me once a week, but it's more out of uh, a, the the need to not be alone. <laughs> sure. Than it is to that I, she's okay with who I am. Uh huh. So it's it's kind of yeah. It's not. It sucks that I don't have the close relationship with them, but I don't think I ever did growing up. Sure. So it's, it's also yeah. like my parents hate that I am an artist. So yes. you know they could they could dislike a number of things about you know yeah. it, which creates a same. I'm not I'm not saying it's this the same I know at all, not, but like it also <laughs> creates this chasm a, yeah. that we have to navigate as well, and it's complicated. But I think for the most part, it's just me be like I was just like I I reached a point in my life where I was like, well, uh, I'm glad they brought me into the world because I'm rad, and <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but I can't really expect them to behave a certain way. Uh-huh. So it's, so it's, it's uh, like, I, like they, like as much as like, I want them to accept me. I'm also going to accept that this is who they are as people and mm-hmm. create the best life for myself with or without them. That's great. Were kids at your high school cool? Um, Seattle is a uh, super liberal. Uh, like there were some kids who said like a very like few weird things. Like I didn't come out till after high school, but oh okay. Like there were openly gay kids in high school. Um, I think the meanest thing that was ever said to me in the four years there was uh, there was this one kid uh, doing track, uh, and it's he was running around inside because it rains all the time in Seattle, uh-huh. and he called me a faggot on one round, and then when he came back around, he apologized. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> the soul searching in the lap, you If it was just that easy, you know, for everybody else, <laughs> just one soul searching. I need you to run a lap, see if he can get the homophobia out of you. Why did he, Why did he call you? Did you do something I, wrong or something? I well, I don't know. I think I don't know why I did it. Uh, he definitely he just yelled it, and I was like about to drink, take a drink of water, and I just stood there for a moment. I was like, I, I'm still thirsty, so I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna drink water. 
<laughs> and then he came back around and then he was like, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, I don't know why you did that too. Why? What's going on? Weird. But yeah, I think uh, there, there, like it's, there was like the homophobia that I had to deal with in high school was sort of that, um, that uh, people not knowing how to be around each other kind of uh just like awkward high school yeah it's just like this is us dealing with gay people for the first time and we're gonna we're gonna try not to say all the things we're told to say sure yeah 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 i love louis ck's thing about how like kids have to say the mean thing to see how it feels and then they're and then they're like ooh. That feels gross. (laughs) You know, whatever. So it's just like a bad stage for all kinds of that, of being shitty. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Kids are shitty. And then we put them around a bunch of other kids and see how they work out. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's the worst kind of society. No one knows. No one needs. (laughs) Okay, you can stay here, but you can't talk to other kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steve, you got any more questions for Solomon? No, although uh, Solomon did just record his uh, album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. North in Portland. How'd it go? That actually went really, really well. I loved performing in that city. Uh, The Pacific Northwest is just like the ideal situation for me where I'm like, oh, I can tell any kind of joke I want and none of y'all going to have an issue. (laughs) Uh As a matter of fact, I'm not the only gay African person you've met. (laughs) Thank God. So it's it's one of those it's one of those cities where I uh, like I'm immediately comfortable on stage there. Yeah. Uh, And. Like it's like, and I'm I would have happily recorded anywhere else, but it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten that comfortable that quickly. I would have been like, well, here's my intro dope to get you into what I'm into, right? And then, yeah. To try to woo you. Yeah, but it, there it was like, you're already on board, and you're already like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna push back on anything. And it's like, great, we're gonna have a good time. How? Uh, what? What? What do you talk about in your act? What's um, it's a lot of weird ass stories, a lot of gay sex in there too, sex, social commentary. I do talk about race here and there. I throw my family. I I try to put in as much stuff as possible, but uh, for the most part, I just stick to uh, stick to what makes me laugh, and then hopefully it makes yeah, <laughs> makes other people laugh. Awesome. When can people see it? Um, I don't have a date yet. I just got the audio back to listen to it myself. Um, so it's probably going to be around the same time as the fall. It'll be out as well around the same time as my Comedy Central half hour. Yeah. So it's been a good year, man. Mm-hmm. This has yeah. been a great year. Plus your first relationship. Oh, yeah. I'm just doing, I'm doing wonderfully. <laughs> well, when is this, uh, when is this coming out? This will air probably in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything else you want to tell the people? Well, I probably shouldn't announce it. No, do break fig- the news here, well, they'll probably please. Fig- I'll make in trouble because they might figure out that I announced it. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't do it. Okay. Whatever, it's, it's not worth this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, as soon as we press stop on this, I want to hear what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> uh, where can they follow you? Um, I'm you- Solomon Giorgio on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm the Solomon Giorgio with my website because I lost my name. Uh, in a previous life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's thesalmongeorgio.com. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best with oh, this thank you, relationship and all your career success. And who cares about the relationship? Give me the career. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> Hearts come and go. You know? Yeah, I'll break up with him tomorrow for a fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're all so bad. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Check you next time. 
Today's episode of Reality Bites was sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Amen. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a very special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com reality. Use promo code reality. Again, that's Talkspace.com reality for $30 off your first month. Come on, guys, get happy. Check you next time.